Good morning, everyone. It's Friday the 13th. I'm not superstitious. I hope you aren't either. Mark's ready to read the Holy Spirit, Chapter 8, Part 2. If you're interested, you can get a copy of this book by going to Amazon.com. Holy Spirit, Chapter 8, Part 2. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came as he had never come before. Something then transferred, which inaugurated a new era for the world, a new power for righteousness, a new basis for fellowship. And on that day, the fearing Peter was transformed into an intemperate evangelist. On that day, the new wine of Christianity burst the old bottles of Judaism, and the word went forth in multiplicity of Gentile times. On that day, more souls seems to have been regenerated than during all the three and one half years of Christ's public ministry. What had happened, it is not enough to say the Spirit of God was given, for he had been given long before both individuals in the nation of Israel, Nehemiah 9.20-25. No, the pressing question is, in what sense was he then given? This leads us to carefully... Consider the meaning of the Spirit's advent. It's the fulfillment of divine promise. First to the Father himself during the Old Testament dispensation, declared again and again that he would pour out the Spirit upon his people. See Proverbs 1, 23, Isaiah 32, 15, Joel 2, 28, etc. And now these gracious declarations were accomplished. Second of John the Baptist, when he was stirring the hearts of multitudes by his call to repentance and his demand of Baptism, many thought he must be the long-expected Messiah. So he declared unto them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh the latch with two shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit with fire, Luke three fifteen sixteen. Accordingly, he did so on the day of Pentecost, as Acts two thirty two thirty three plainly shows. Third of Christ, seven times over the Lord Jesus a vow that he would give or send the Holy Spirit, Luke twenty four forty nine, John seven thirty seven and thirty nine, fourteen through sixteen, nineteen, fourteen, twenty six, fifteen, twenty six, sixteen, seven, Acts one, five and eight. From these we may particularly notice when the comforters come, whom I will send you to whom I will send unto you from the Father he shall testify of me, John fifteen twenty six. It is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you, John 16, 7. That which took place in John 20, 22 and Acts 2 was the fulfillment of those promises, and then we behold the faith of the Mediator. He had appointed and appropriated the promise which the Father had given him. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. Acts 2, 33, it was by faith and anticipation of the Lord Jesus spoke as he did in the above passage. The Holy Spirit was God's ascension gift to Christ that he might be bestowed by Christ as an ascension gift to the church. 
Hence Christ had said, Behold, I said the promise of my Father upon you. This was a promise gift to the Father, the Son, and the Savior's promise gift to his believing people. How easy now to reconcile the apparent contradiction of Christ earlier in later words. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, and then afterward, if I depart, I will send him unto you. Spirit was the Father's answer to the prayer of the Son, and so the gift was transferred by him to the mystical body in which he is the head, A.T. Pearson, in the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The fulfillment of an important Old Testament type is this, which explains to us why the Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost, which was one of the principal religious feasts of Israel. Just as there was a profound significance to Christ dying on Passover day, giving us the antitype of Exodus 12, so there was the coming of Spirit on the 50th after Christ's resurrection. The type is recorded in Leviticus 23, to which we can hear and make only the briefest allusion of Leviticus 3, 23, and 23:4. You read, there are the feasts of the Lord, the first of them is the Passover, verse 5, and the second unleavened bread, verse 6, etc. The two together, speaking of the sinless Christ, offer himself the sacrifice for the sins of his people. The third is the wave sheep, verse 10, etc., which was the first fruits of the harvest. Verse 10, presented to God on the morrow after the Jewish Sabbath, verse 11, the figure of Christ's resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, 23. The fourth is the Feast of Weeks, see Exodus 34, 22, Deuteronomy 16, 10, 16. So, so called because the seven complete weeks of love, look at this, Leviticus 23:15, also known as Pentecost, which means 50th because the 50 days of Leviticus 23:16 was then the balance of the harvest began to be gathered in. On that day, Israel was required to present unto God two wave loaves, which were also designated the first fruits unto the Lord. Leviticus 23:17. The antitype of which was the saving of the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost, the first fruits of Christ's atonement, compared James 1.18. The first loaf represented those redeemed from among the Jews. The second loaf was anticipatory and pointing to the gathering in of God's elect from among the Gentiles, begun in Acts 10. It's the beginning of a new dispensation. This was plainly intimated in the type of Leviticus 23. For on the day of Pentecost, Israel was definitely required to offer a new meal, offering to the Lord. Verse 16, still more clearly was foreknounced in a yet more important and significant type, namely that the beginning of the Mosaic economy, which took place only when the nation of Israel formally entered into covenant relationship with Jehovah at Sinai. Now, the exceedingly striking observe. For just 50 days elapsed from the time when the Hebrews emerged from the house of bondage till they received the law from the mouth of Moses. They left Egypt on the 15th of the first month, and in Numbers 33.3, it arrived at Sinai on the first to third month, Exodus 19.1, note the same day, which would be the 4th, 46th. The next day, Moses went up into the mountain. Three days later, the law was delivered, Exodus 19.11. Just as there was a period of 50 days for Israel's deliverance from Egypt until the beginning 
The Mosaic economy is still the same length of time following the resurrection of Christ when his people were delivered from hell to the beginning of the Christian economy. Hey, thank you, Mark. I hope you all have a good Friday. You know it is Friday the 13th. God bless.